How are y'all doing this morning? It is the weekend after Thanksgiving. And like Jimmy said, we did not eat over in abundance. <laughs> I, um, if this is your first time here, my name is Nancy and my husband, Jimmy and I, we're the associate pastors here at the church RC. Our pastors, Pastor Brian and Crystal Sparks are with their family and they're just enjoying and making memories. And so it's okay for our pastors to take a break, isn't it? If you were here last week, Pastor Brian was not here as he was sick. And so I told him, I said, well, you know, you took your day off, so you should come next Sunday. <laughs> but it wasn't much of a day off when you're just throwing up everywhere. So um, if, if you're joining us, you're at the very end of our um, It's Not About You series. Uh, we've been enjoying the series. Pastor Brian uh, gave two messages on it. And then Pastor Crystal delivered one last week, which was really awesome about gen- being generous. And if you did not uh, come for any of those, you can find all those on line on our podcast. Um, I'm going to be speaking today on being thankful. So I feel like this whole series, we've been feeling like we're just getting attacked. (laughs) It's like, hey, don't do this. It's not about you. But you know what? I love that we did this around this time because there's no better time than right before we're with our families and knowing, you know what? It's not about us. God's placed us here for a reason. So I'm going to start out in Numbers 14. Um, in the Amplified, it's going to be one through five. And they're going to have it up on the screen if you do not have it. And I take after Pastor Crystal. I read in the Amplified. Us ladies, we like details. So here we go. It says, and all the congregation cried out with a loud voice and they wept that night. All the Israelites grumbled and deplored their situation, accusing Moses and Aaron to whom the whole congregation said, would that we had died in Egypt or that we had died in this wilderness. Why does the Lord bring us to this land to fall by the sword? Our wives and little ones will be pray, it is not better for us to return to Egypt. Is it not better for us to return to Egypt? And they said one to another, let us choose a captain and return to Egypt. Then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces before all the assembly of Israelites. Let's pray as we get started. Lord Jesus, I just thank you for a God-appointed word at a God-appointed time. Lord, I just thank you that you're going to speak through me. Lord, I just move out of the way and say, have your way in this place, Lord. Let us leave this place change and by your word. In Jesus' name, and everyone said... Amen. So here we are. We're look, we see the Israelites. If you don't know the story, um, the children of Israel, Moses actually delivered them from the from Pharaoh, from being in slavery. And so he delivers them from there. They go on a journey that should have been 11 days, and it took them 40 years. And I love this story, not because it took them forever, but because through this story, we see many things. God shows us things that I think are going to be awesome to pertain to being thankful. Through this, we see that God gives them manna when they were hungry. He gives them water when they were thirsty. Their clothes and their shoes never wore out because God took care of them. And through all this, they still managed to find a reason to complain. Now, I know none of us in here are complainers, and I know that you can take this message and you can send it to a friend who you're thinking about right now. You're like, yes, I wish they were here this morning. They're the ones that should be listening to this. But a lot of times I think that we're like those children of Israel, and it doesn't matter how many blessings upon blessings upon blessings God gives us, we always find something to complain about. And so I love what this says. Um, and whenever we were, re- when I was reading and preparing for this, you know, I'm thinking about all the different times in my life when I've been a complainer and when things have been great, I've just, you know, always found something to be upset about. And so there's two things that complaining will do. And one of those things that complaining will always distract us from what we already have. 
I love what it says in Philippians 2.14. I'm going to read it off the screen. Maybe. Yes. It says, do all things without grumbling and fault finding and complaining against God and questioning and doubting among yourselves. I love that. God knew that we were going to have the opportunity to complain about something. And he says, you know what? Don't complain. Don't grumble. Don't mumble. Don't be distraught about what you don't understand. And And whenever me and Jimmy first got married, You know, I had been praying for a husband for what I felt like was forever. I was um, one of the only single young adults in our church at the time. And so I would always look at Crystal and I'm like, there is no one in this church. I am not marrying the 40-year-old man who's been single forever. That's not who God has for me. I'd look around the church and I'm like, there is no one here, God. Like, who am I going to marry? There's no one here. And then I went to the gym one day where I will always now, be thankful for the gym. At the time I wasn't, but you know what? Now I am. I'm thankful. So I went to the gym one day. My friend introduced me to Jimmy and I got what I like to say. I I got Jimmy saved. I I brought him to church. I made sure he was loving Jesus. And whenever we got married, actually it took him forever to propose. And well, I felt like forever because again, I was waiting forever for a husband. So whenever he, um, whenever I was at my point, like it was probably Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's and I'd always go to Crystal, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is it. He's going to propose. I know he's going to propose. And the holiday would go by, and nothing would happen. Valentine's would come by, and nothing would happen. My birthday would come by, and nothing would happen. And so finally, I went to Crystal, and I'm like, you know what? I just, I don't even know that he's going to marry me. I don't know that I'm even the one for him. I don't know. Maybe I just need to quit on this whole thing and just stay single. There was a guy that um, growing up would come to our church, and he felt like he was supposed to be single forever. And I would tell my mom, I'm like, Mom, I don't want to be him. Like, I want to marry someone. And so I, Crystal was sitting there with me, and she was sitting across the table, and she said, you know what? You just need to come to terms that if you feel like Jimmy's the one, you're going to have to just wait for him. And just when he's ready, he's going to do it. Now, you just have to know, because it was right after my birthday, she's like, Christmas is going to come, Thanksgiving is going to come, New Year's is going to come, Valentine's is going to come, and you can't begin to think, okay, this is it, this is the one. You have to just be patient. So, you know, uh, she said she gave me two weeks. She said, I'm going to give you a couple weeks to think about it, and then you're going to come back and tell me, like, are you waiting this out, and you're just going to stay calm, or are you just you know, going to say, okay, maybe this isn't the one. So I decided I was going to wait on Jimmy. Didn't matter how long he was going to take. And so my birthday, so yes, we passed all those holidays. And finally on my birthday, he actually, he proposed to me. And so then we're all in the excitement of getting ready for the wedding. And actually our wedding was much shorter. We took, uh, it was actually like two and a half months and then we got married. So that was a lot faster. And so whenever we were getting ready to get married, we went to pre-marriage counseling with Pastor Brian and Crystal. And one of the questions they asked, us is how many kids are you going to have? And so we both agreed we were going to have two or three. And they asked us a very pivotal question that I didn't realize until afterwards. They were like, how long are y'all going to wait? Well, we both were like, you know what? We're going to enjoy time with each other. We're going to wait about a year. We'll wait a year and then we'll, you know, try to have kids. And so we get married in September. Thanksgiving comes and we go see his, uh, my brother-in-law and they're looking little two girls. And I'm like, man, I am ready to have little girls. If they're going to look like that, I'm going to be honest with y'all. I've always wanted a little Asian baby. And I thought God was just going to have some way for me to be able to adopt a little Asian baby. But no, God did better. He gave me an Asian so that I could just have Asian babies. And so whenever I saw my little nieces, I was like, man, I'm ready to have those little girls. So I came back from Thanksgiving telling Jimmy, you know what? 
It's time. We're ready. And he looked at me kind of like, uh, I don't know. But you know what? He's like any good husband. He said yes. So um, we decided we're going to have a baby. So this whole process took us a whole year. And come to find out when I was looking back at the whole year, like I made my husband miserable. I don't know if any of you out there have ever tried to have kids. I know it seems like it's a really easy concept, but it took us a whole year. And I look back at that whole year and that was our first year of being married. That's a whole lot of memories that I look back and I, I more than anything, I think of like, I made him very miserable because I became enslaved to this one day of the month. And I kept, you know, we kept making sure like, this is the time, this is the time. And instead of enjoying that first year of my marriage, enjoying that newlywed stage and enjoying the process, I I spent my whole year trying to make this one thing happen. And you know what? It was a whole year after we started trying that I was able to have a baby. Now I look back and I looked at uh, Pastor Crystal one day and I was like, you know what? Whenever we finally were pregnant, I said, there was, it's been a whole year since we've been trying. And I realized in that moment that whenever we were sitting in their living room and they asked us, how long do y'all want to wait? It was a whole year. And now I said that we are the ones that decided and God made it happen in a year, but I wasted a whole year of making memories and enjoying time with my husband because I was complaining that I couldn't get pregnant. I would look at Facebook and I'd automatically go, these people are getting pregnant and they don't even want to get pregnant. And anything and everything would remind me of babies and wanting to get pregnant. And I put all my attention and all my focus on that one thing and missed out on all these memories that I could have made in that one year. Here are these, the children of Israel are, and they're complaining about everything. God is giving them blessing after blessing after blessing. And all that came out of their mouth was negative words and negative this. And and maybe, you know what, we should have stayed in Egypt and maybe we should have died at the hands of Pharaoh. And how many of you have ever been in a place where you're like, maybe I should have just stayed back there and died. I don't think I've ever been in that place, but here they were, they could, they found every little thing that they could complain about. And the second thing that complaining does is it blocks God's blessing from our life. If we go to Numbers 14, 27 through 28, it says, And the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, How long will this evil congregation murmur against me? I have heard the complaints the Israelites murmur against me. Tell tell them as I live, says the Lord, what you have said in my hearing, I will do to you. Man, that's, that's intense, is it not? Saying God's sit, sitting here saying, you know what? I hear what they're saying and I hear all the complaining and you know what? That which they say, I will do. You know, I love that we live in a time of grace, but I think we don't take, to, we take for granted the amount of power that's in our words. You know, a lot of times we sit here and we pray and we say, God, we want this miracle and we want this breakthrough, but we don't stop to think about all the things that we're saying throughout the day. You know what? I'll never get out of this debt and I'll always live from paycheck to paycheck or my husband's always going to be this way and frustrating me. And instead of, you know, speaking those things, which we're believing for, we're speaking the negative. And so the only thing we reproduce in our life is that negative thing. You know, that which we keep saying and saying and saying, it's what's going to reproduce in our life. Every time we speak words, it's like a seed going in the ground and that seed will come to harvest and it's all dependent on what we're saying. That's the way that I think we will, we block the way that God can do miracles in our life. We're going to move on into Psalms 104 in the message translation. And I've got good news. It's okay. It's not all bad. <laughs> Psalms 104. It says, enter with the password. Thank you. Make yourselves at home, talking praise, thank him and worship him. The opposite of complaining is being thankful. 
the opposite of, you know, those things that we're saying is always remembering that we have something to be thankful for. Amen. Being thankful is a magnet to God's blessings. The way that we unlock what God has for us is by being thankful. The first, I want us to look at a few areas, and there's only, I'm only going to talk about three. There's tons of things that it's actually been proving in many studies that being thankful can change a whole lot of your life, not just your health and other things, but like, I mean, I was looking on there, and it talks about your emotions and your outlook on life and all these different things. Like, if you ever have a chance, go on there and look. Being thankful can do a lot of awesome things. The first thing I want us to look at is being thankful can improve our health. Proverbs 17, 22, it says, having a cheerful heart is like good medicine. You know, whenever I was looking up things, I was looking at this different studies that were done. And there were different studies that were showing that they did a study where they had some people. And every day they woke up and they wrote one thing that they were thankful for. Just one. One thing that they were thankful for. Some people did a thing where they just thought about something that they were thankful for. They just took a moment to just think about something they were thankful for. And then they went on with their day. They said that about 35% of people that had been depressed had, were no longer depressed. People that had body aches and were grumble, you know, complaining that they were hurting in certain spots in their body and bones and muscles and stuff, 30% of those people uh, had improvement. There also was a, a study that showed that people have better sleep whenever they're thankful. That's awesome. I know, for moms, whenever you've got babies, I guess we just need to be really, really thankful. (laughs) They also said that uh, being thankful can actually add months, sometimes years to your life. Is that not awesome? All by just being thankful. Taking a moment to say, thank you, God, for anything. Thank you, God, for my husband. Thank you, God, for my children. Thank you, God, for the air that I have in my lungs. Thank you, God, for... We've got lots to be thankful for, amen? Amen. The second thing that uh, being thankful showed was that we can improve in our relationships. Now, I know coming from Thanksgiving, none of you had those family members that you're like, man, I do not want to be around them any longer. They're always negative. See, Brad saying no. He said, I don't have any of that family. No. <laughs> I love Kathy. She's looking at him like, you better not be talking about me. <laughs> but we all can think about that person that we're like, man, I don't want to go to Thanksgiving because of this one person, right? And so in thinking about that, I was also thinking about how many of you can think about one person that you're like, oh, man, I can't wait to see that person. They're so awesome. They're always so happy. One of the attributes is probably that they're always so thankful. You know, I've got a friend like that, and y'all might not, that y'all might actually know her. It's Pastor Crystal. Um, me and Jimmy one time, I don't even remember if it was her birthday. I think it was just because we just wanted to give her something. And um, we actually ordered some Toms for her. So um, we got her these toms that she'd been wanting and we ordered them and they were back ordered. So then the day that we had actually told her, which I make the mistake, I'm like, I've got a present for you. And then I didn't have it that day. So um, we get to her house and we get there and we have this little envelope because we decided, you know what, we're just going to print a picture of the little toms that we got her and we're going to put it in there and we'll be like, they're on their way. So we circled them and put the day that they're supposed to be here and we give it to her. And she's like, oh, this is it. Cause you know, it's a little envelope. You're like, oh, okay. There's not much that can fit in here, but hey, a gift card. Um, so she, oh, opens it up and she sees the picture 
And it was so funny. Bear and Braley were like, oh, you just got a piece of paper, mom. But Crystal looked at it and she read it and she was like, and y'all, if you've been around Crystal, you know, she's like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Thank you so much. I can't believe it. Y'all got me the toms I've been waiting for. Oh, this all going on and on and on and on. And like, all you can do is just get happy and excited. She doesn't even have the toms in her hands. She just got to be, has a little piece of paper, but she is so excited and thankful for that little piece of paper. You know, in that moment, I realized that I love to give Crystal things because I know that she's always thankful. It doesn't matter whether it's a piece of gum or it's some shoes or it's a card. It doesn't matter. She's always got a thankful heart. And in that moment, I realized that whenever we've got a thankful heart, it draws people to us. It makes people want to be around us. And just like the video said, he doesn't bring people around us just because of us, but he brings us around people because he wants us to influence them in some way. Amen. Also, this can also work in your marriages. This can also work with your children, kids. I'm telling you, if you just tell your mom thank you for something or your dad, I'm just telling you right now, Lily is the sweetest thing. We got her the Secret, the Secret Life of Pets movie, and we got it a couple days ago, and actually she attributes it to Jimmy. Jimmy got her that movie. And so anytime that she goes on her little iPad and she's about to watch it, she goes, Daddy, you buy me this movie? Thank you, Daddy. And oh my gosh, it melts my heart. It makes me want to go in that iTunes and just buy her every single movie, buy this one and buy that one and buy this one. But there's something about when someone says thank you, that it just makes you want to give them more. It makes you want to do anything just to be able to make them happy. Amen. I love that because it can improve our relationships. Also, it can improve your career. You know, a lot of times we think that if we're not in ministry that we can't, God can't bless us in our careers. But I love the story. My dad, I, my dad's a restaurant owner. And whenever he first moved over here, he actually worked in many restaurants as busboy and a, as a cook and different things. And he, he finally got um, hired on in Sulphur Springs for this one job for this restaurant that was just recently opening. And he started out as a busboy. And my dad and my mom have always been thankful for no matter what it is, anything and everything. There's those people that I literally feel like they're just Jesus on earth. Like, man, I just always want to be around them. So my dad was thankful for the job that he had when he was a busboy. Then he got um, um, an upgrade. I said upgrade. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> he got promotion. He got an upgrade. He upgraded. And so <laughs> he went from being a busboy. He went to being a cook. He was thankful at that position. He went from being a cook to being a manager. He was thankful for that position. He was, went up to being a district manager. Every single time that he was, he treated it the exact same. It never was like at the, you know, whenever he was a bus, bus boy, he did his job different than whenever he was a manager. He always did everything with excellence and was thankful for the opportunity he was given. You know, whenever my dad, um, whenever I was 21 years old, and we won't know how old I am right now, um, <laughs> he, uh, fi- he finally stepped out of that work and was able to go and per- make his own restaurant. Now, because of his thankfulness and his heart, the owners of the restaurant actually gave him a lump sum of money. Now, I, it's for me, and I even said this in our Next Steps class, I have always lived with my parents that have always been blessed. God's always done amazing things, opened miraculous doors. So I've always thought that that was a normal thing. I didn't realize until talking to other people, they're like, no, people don't usually just give people that much amount of money. But my parents were able to go and open their restaurant with no debt, They bought everything cash. But you know what? I look back and my dad always had a thankful heart whenever, no matter what position he was in, no matter what stature he was in his job, he always had a thankful heart. I love what it says in Luke 2, 52 in the Amplified. I'm going to just read it up there, maybe. Yes. 
Yes. It says, and Jesus increased in wisdom and broad and full understanding and in stature and years and in favor with God and man. I love what it says there. It says he increased in favor with God and with man. Now, if Jesus can increase in in favor with God and with man, how much more can we increase in favor with God and with man? You know, I love that. God will always open up doors if we're thankful and we have a thankful heart. Amen. Um, I also put on here, it says, being thankful is a powerful process. You know, a lot of times my dad could have easily been like, well, I'm never, you know, just going to get out from under here. I'm never going to get my own place. He always had a desire, but he stuck through the process. He was thankful through the whole process. Being thankful isn't just doing it one day. It's doing it day after day after day after day that we're able to see God do things. Amen. So now how can we be thankful? I've got two things down for us. The first one is making the choice to be thankful. Being thankful isn't a feeling. It isn't a day, but it's a choice. We decide to be thankful. I love what it says in 1 Thessalonians 5.18 in the Amplified. I have all my little guys here, and I haven't used them. Here we go. Yes. All right. It says, thank God in everything, no matter what the circumstance may be, be thankful and give thanks for this is the will of God for you who are in Jesus in Christ Jesus, the revealer and meditate mediator of that will. I love what it says, no matter the circumstance. So you know what? Doesn't matter what our lives look like right now. We can find something to be thankful for. We just have to make the choice to be thankful. Amen. The second thing is by our words. In Psalms 104, we read it in the message earlier, but in the Amplified, I love what it says. It says, be thankful and say so. It doesn't say just be thankful and think about it, but it says be thankful and say so. I love it in the Bible. It has the word thanks 116 times, but 73 of those times actually says to give thanks. So if God took the time to put it in there, I think it's something that he wants us to do. Amen. Um, there was a story about this man. His name was George. And he worked at the same job for 17 years. He was always faithful. He did his job with excellence. He went in, was happy. If anybody would ask, you know, if you were to come up to anybody that worked with him and ask him, you know, hey, you know, who's George? They would always tell you that he was the man that every day when you were like, how are you doing, George? He'd say, I'm thankful for another day. That's always what he would say. He would always say, I'm thankful for another day. And that's what he was known for. So 17 years of working at the same job, he's always saying, I'm thankful for another day. He'd come in, do a great job. He, him and his wife actually had a home. And um, through the years, it had kind of run down, you know, after having kids. And I think they had like four kids after having four kids. And I can attest, man, kids like to destroy your homes. It's like everything was beautiful before kids. And then it's like, what just happened? And so um, their home kind of got ran down and they were needing some things to be upgraded and updated and, you know, things to be fixed, but they just never really had the time or the money to give to it. So they just, you know, they were thankful for where they were and they never complained. Um, one day George comes home from work and his house is actually on fire. Um, they, you know, the, the firefighters came out, they took the fire out and everything. And every single one of those firefighters were so amazed because, you know, I can just imagine, I mean, I'd be that crazy person. like, Oh my God, 
gosh, no. Let me run in and grab one more thing or let me go in and grab one more thing. But George, whenever he was there, he was just looking and, you know, he was just praying and thanking God that nobody got hurt and that nobody was in there. All he ever said, not one negative thing came out of his mouth. Always just saying, you know what? Thank you, God, that you protected us. Thank you, God, that you had us not be in there. Thank you for taking care of me and my wife. And that's all that would come out of his mouth was just thank you. So these firefighters were just talking. They're like, oh, my gosh, this is so amazing. We've never seen anybody like this. And what did they want to do? Of course, their heart was they wanted to bless them. So they actually gathered money for them to give them. Not only that, but then the, um, the person that comes and checks out your, you know, the fire, I can't remember, the Thank you. The inspector comes in and she's checking everything, you know, because they come in and they check to make sure how much was damaged and how much money you're going to get back on your insurance and that kind of thing. And they were there with her and that lady was just amazed and blown away that only thing that would come out of those people, that couple's mouth was just, we were just so thankful we weren't there. You know, we're just so thankful. Not one negative thing coming out of their mouth. So then they get their check back. And the awesome thing was whenever they got their check back, they didn't just get enough to rebuild the house, but they got enough to be able to upgrade all the things that they were wanting to upgrade. They were able to get the best of the flooring. They were able to get the paint that they wanted on the walls, the kind of tile that they wanted, everything. They were able to get everything that they wanted. But not only that, they had money left over that now George and his wife were like, you know what, we're going to go take a trip and we're going to enjoy some time together. And I say all this to say that, you know what, I think and I honestly believe that because of George and his wife's thankfulness and their obedience to just be thankful no matter the situation, no matter what it looked like in the natural, they were able to open doors for God to bless them beyond belief. You know, a lot of times I believe that there are so many blessings that God has there waiting for us. He's just waiting to give them to us and he's just waiting to see what are we going to say? What's our heart going to be like? Are we going to be thankful or are we going to complain and begin to look at things and say, you know, well, well, this isn't right or this isn't right. But God wants us to have a thankful heart, not just on one day, but he wants us to live a life of thanksgiving. You know, I just want to encourage you this morning that God has blessings beyond belief, not just because he wants to bless you, but he wants you to be a blessing to other people. You know, I just want to encourage you that as we begin to make the decision to begin to be thankful and we begin to speak those things and be thankful, God's always going to be faithful to give it back to us so that we can in turn bless others. Amen. Man, I'm going to pray with you really quick as we close out. God, I just thank you. I just thank you right now, Lord, that you're going to begin to make our hearts be more thankful, Lord. I thank you that we're going to begin to take our minds and our sight off of what's going on around us, Lord, and that we're going to begin to look up and begin to thank you for all that you've already done, God. I thank you that even though it may not look like it in the natural, God, that you've already began to do things, Lord. And I thank you that as we begin to speak the word thank you, God, as we begin to say that password of thanksgiving, God, that you're going to begin to unlock things in our life, Lord. I thank you that we're going to begin to be aware of the people around us, God, and begin to be a blessing to others around us, Lord. I just thank you right now for what you're going to do in each and every one of our lives, God. I thank you for that in Jesus' name. At the Church RC, we aim to help you encounter Jesus. If you want to further connect with us, you can find us online at thechurchrc.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Church RC. If you have a story to share about how God is moving in your life, you can email us at amen at thechurchrc.com.